Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. First, want to thank all the people who listened last week. We actually had listeners from China, Ireland, Canada, and the U.S., First, let's all keep our, uh, those impacted by Hurricane Florence in our thoughts and prayers. They have a long way to go. Today, we're having an open forum answering emails and actual callers. The number is 1-866-472-5790. Remember, we're not here to report the news, just to let you react to it. I did want to note two recent events, though. Sunbelt's still in the move with five acquisitions in three countries, as part of Ashtad. And the other is very interesting with the merger of two California companies, West Coast Equipment and D&D Lift, forming Resco in order to better service the two customer bases. Could this be a wave of the future for independence joining forces? Let me know your thoughts. Again, 1-866-472-5790. And remember, you can also email at rental equip talk radio at gmail. The lines are open, 1-866-472-5790. No last names or company names unless you want to. I'd like to start off uh, with an email that I received over the last week. I'm a salesman with a growing company. When I leave to make contacts, I always feel like the guys at the shop feel like I'm going to goof off. How do I gain their confidence? Well, I'd, first of all, I'd go back and tell them what contacts you made so they can be on the lookout for a call. If you've got a call log, check with that with the inside personnel. Uh, if possible, on a big job, I'm a real believer in bringing the inside person with you and introduce them as a person that they can contact also and is actually the person getting their orders out so that they have a second connection. Uh, at the end of the day, I think those inside guys should review what new orders that they received uh, so you can go out and follow up if it's somebody who just happened to call in without a sales call so that you can follow up with a sales call to try to see if they can get more work out of them. Uh, you know, it's basically teamwork and, and working with each other uh, to, to make this whole thing happen. Uh, here's another one. Uh, says we're growing geographically and need to keep money close for equipment. I'm looking for ideas of how to get property and hold on to it. Well, once you you find a property, uh, you got to try to establish a purchase price uh, with the uh, landlord. Uh, I would then go in with a short-term lease, maybe one to three years with some options to see if the location is going to be right for you. You never know if you might outgrow it. You may also want to try to um, have some of the rent applied to that predetermined purchase price. Uh, you can start small and, and escalate over time. If you do acquire it, I'd suggest you set up another company or put it in your name personally. Because uh, if you ever sell to a larger company, uh, chances are they typically don't want to own the real estate. And uh, this can also create long-term income for you if you sell it. Uh, and obviously, you always want to have a first refusal in the uh, in the event that the uh, uh, landlord has a buyer for the property. You want to be don't want to be thrown out of your own location at the same time. So again, that number to call in is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. I've never known the rental people to, to hold much back. Uh, I did want to comment on uh, really great articles that were out in the rental product news uh, this past week, especially the one by uh, Gary Vartecki. Uh, he, he talks about uh, when rental is hot, so is the competition. I think it's an article that's uh, worth worth reading. Again, I'm not here to report the news, but just to direct you to a really, uh, I think, uh, well-done article because there's a lot of different 
competition out there, even in this, uh, uh, I would say this digital, digital age that we are, uh, that we are up against at this point in time. Uh, let's go on to another email here. Uh, how do you decide on a rental rate? Well, uh, there's a newsletter, I believe, with Equipment Watch. Uh, Greg Lutz puts it out. Uh, they're doing some really good work in this field. Uh, there are several mindsets and differences of opinion on that. Uh, and this is an age-old issue that's been going on for since the beginning of time. Uh, first is that you can look at a percentage of the acquisition cost, depending on uh, what return on investment you're looking for. Uh, so some rates uh, might be what have been traditionally rented in the marketplace as time has gone on. And what the, what the market's calling for for uh, based on the competition, but I also suggest regular reviews and I would say small incremental increases, say uh, maybe three to five percent on an annual basis. Uh, so it's not too obvious uh, over time instead of say a 10 to 15 percent increase at one time. If you if you raise and utilization slows, you know you have to adjust. And uh, as always, remember your operating costs aren't going down any, and and equipment costs certainly are on the are on the rise. Uh, it's an old saying that it, uh, if if it can be measured, it can be managed. And I would say, obviously, that fleet utilization is certainly one of those areas. So again, we're looking for callers at. Uh, one eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety. Say again. Three minutes. Okay. Uh, here's an interesting one. Uh, he says, uh, "I've heard about protecting your twenty. Please explain." Well, it's, it's the old 80-20 rule. I would say that uh, 20% of your customers uh, may bring in 80% of your business, uh, depending on what type of product offering that you have. Uh, so my, my question on the protecting your 20 is, what are you doing for them? Do you have a, a cookout at your shop to get to know them a little bit better and, and thank them for their business? Uh, have you ever thought about having a, a cookout or bringing lunch to a job site? I would say that, uh, you know, these contractors can only eat so many donuts that get brought to them almost every morning uh, or take a good customer to dinner to really build a relationship. Uh, most importantly, as a manager or owner with a salesman, when was the last time you went to a job site with them to personally thank the customer and build that relationship with them? Customers, in my opinion, are very impressed when they meet the owner or manager of a company. Obviously, the larger uh, multi-location locations can't have an owner, but they can certainly have a manager that can uh, that can go out and uh, and meet them. And I've seen uh, in my career that uh, too many times that a salesman will leave to go to another company and take the business with them because the owner manager didn't really have a clue who the customer was and. Obviously, it uh, very much starts with relationships along the way. Uh, I think we're ready to take a quick break here. At that, I'm going to break back to Voice America and take a breather. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. 
You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back. And again, the number is 1-866-472-5790. understand we have a caller. Yes. Hello. Hey, George. Hey, uh, Thanks for calling in, buddy. Uh, good afternoon, Don. How you doing? Um, uh, I've been in outside sales with a number of rental companies, you know, over, you know, 20, 30 years. And uh, I was just wondering, what, what's your take on the salary versus commission for uh, an outside Sales guy, you know, with the with a, with a with, with a uh, um, you know a uh, long tenure of, uh, of experience. Uh, well, hang on, and let's let's talk about it. Uh, I'm I'm a real incentive guy personally. Uh, I think everybody should be on some type of an incentive uh, to do better and be rewarded. I think, uh, especially in outside sales. Uh, for sure is a great measurement tool to see who's bringing in the revenue. Uh, that's uh, great benchmarks to compare salesman A to salesman B. Uh, I know that there've even been uh, sliding scales based on the, the rental rate that the customer pays. Uh, so for example, uh, if the book rate, uh, if you get the book rate, you get X percentage. If you get X percent off the book rate, then you get yet another percentage of, of commission. Uh, but but I'm a really yeah. big believer that uh, that there should be an in- incentive, small base pay, but uh, let's see who can really deliver. Has that been your experience in the past? Um, yeah, depending on depending on the company, um, the size, you know, um, it, it seems to be uh, you know the larger the company, uh, the more it seems to be like a, you know national you know cookie cutter type program um the smaller companies um that we're trying to retain employees and grow um you know also had some uh, you know some really attractive uh, employee stock options that uh you know worked worked good for me in the past um yeah you know so I believe, um i believe I, but it's uh, I believe too that it, it's always furnished a good living so anyway, i'm still at i'm sorry yeah. Well, I was just going to say that I believe even the inside sales group, too, uh, even a fraction of 1%, uh, depending on the volume of the of the, uh, the branch, can be something extra to say thanks. Uh, you know, they're typically the first or second point of contact. And if you've got several guys working inside sales behind the counter, you can put something in a, in a pool uh, that, that they could share. And so uh, if it's a, if it's, commission 
uh, a good salesman should be interested, obviously, in what the percentage is. And, and it's my opinion that if they're a great salesman, they should be asking about how much inventory they have, <laughs> just so they can know uh, right. how much they can put out to their, their good customer base. And as I said earlier, it's uh, not uncommon for the for the customer uh, to follow the salesman if he goes. And so if uh, company A offers a better incentive plan and and salesman B can, can go to another company and make more money, let's face it, uh, I mean, there, there's obviously a certain amount of loyalty, but a lot of these folks uh, uh, found today are just thinking with their wallets, so to speak, and uh, and they want to go where they can make the most money for their, for their families. Uh, and another part of that, a uh, question comes up uh, about when the money's collected. And I've seen some companies say that if it's not collected in so many days that it gets discounted from the commission, and then if it gets paid later, they get a smaller percentage of it along the way. Is this something that you've experienced in the past? Uh, right. Um, yeah, payment terms, uh, rates, um, on and... Um, you know, different types of equipment, the smaller equipment, you know, was more profitable. So, you know, I've seen them, uh, you know, maybe pay like a 5% commission on a, on a concrete saw or a pump or something versus maybe 2% on a man lift or a crane or, you know, larger piece of equipment, large air compressor. Um, all in all, it, um, uh, like you said, I, I found that out too, that the, the clients, um, uh, we'll follow the sales guy, and um, uh, and also, like you mentioned, the the other guys behind the scenes are a big part of it. So, um, right, you know, the team aspect. It's just not the sales guy, you know. Uh, uh, making would, it happen. Let me, ask you, let me ask you this: as as a salesman, would you rather have a flat salary than know what you're going to make every month, or would you rather have an incentive knowing that? There may be some peaks and valleys in the, uh, you know, in the seasonality of the business. Uh, depending on the company I was working for and the capabilities and, uh, um, you know, the territories and all, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably go for the, um, you know, the lower salary and higher commission. Um, uh-huh. I'd, I'd probably take that route if it was a. Uh, um, if it was a smaller company, you know, that maybe couldn't deliver as high as numbers as you'd be looking to, to, um, uh, you know, to commit to, to get the percentage on, um, and maybe they might have something more, you know, for the whole team, you know, on an annual, um, um, uh, bonus program at the end of the year or not, uh, you know, which is attractive too. You know, if you if you meet your numbers, maybe have something at the end of the year. Uh, you know, bonus driven, uh, meeting meeting uh, or exceeding the uh, you know the, the the budgetary numbers set out beginning of the year. Right. Um, well, these these days, you know, I've been kind of doing my own thing, but um, I talked to a lot of guys on in the industry and. Um, you know, there's there seems in the New Orleans area. I think uh, I think there's 42 sales guys on the on, you know representing Randall County. Uh, wow, she's probably just in Metairie. <laughs> um, I don't know how they. I don't know how those guys are. Uh, sometimes I, I wonder how they they all all make a you know decent living. Kind of you know, saturated. Hey, Joe, but, uh, so you've uh, you've been in this industry a long time. How long did it take you to build up a good clientele uh, to where you were comfortable, whether uh, you were with company A or B, that those guys had the faith in you to, to follow you wherever you're going to go? Was it, was it a year or three or five year uh, plan or, or what's your experience in building a uh, customer base? You know, looking back in the, you know, late eight, you know, mid to late eighties when I got it, probably two and a half to three years. Um, by the time I got out there and met all of them and, you know, actually, you know, put equipment on a job and let them have a taste of what, you know, uh, us supporting them and uh, getting another client. And uh, right. and that's really the hardest part is, number one, getting to the right person that can make the decision and, um, you know, just um, 
taking the opportunity and repeating the process over and over and uh, making sure they know what you have. And, and just like you said about the cookouts, getting people to the shop and all and letting them see what you have has always been uh, a good strategy. And I know you've always pushed that, you know, with a lot of success. Um, going back to Buckner, uh, Equipco, those companies uh, uh, were real good at doing that. Um, so I'd, I'd be curious to hear, maybe hear from some other guys out there that uh, that are in the industry, you know, two more working for the larger guys, how they're doing that now. I think, I think the salaries have gone down, actually, with higher commissions from what I've, some of the guys I've talked to. Uh, maybe from a few years back, you know, I think that's kind of where it's going right now. Yeah. Um, well, let's hope we can hear from some other folks. Again, the number is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. We're open for your calls. Uh, George, I appreciate you taking the time to, to call in, and I wish you all yep. the success in, in the future. Okay. Thank you. Nice Thank talking you for to calling. you. Okay. Take care. All right, let's uh, tackle another eat. Okay. How many minutes? Okay. Uh, before we go to the next break, uh, I want to uh, tackle a subject by the name of, uh, not by the name, uh, but that of service. And uh, the email that came in is, how do I instill in the service department the sense of urgency when a customer is down? Well, I've, and I've said this before, uh, the service department uh, has to consider it a medical emergency. I've always thought about having emergency flashing lights on the service truck uh, to make an impact on the customer, uh, that we were there quickly and have someone, uh, anyone there as quickly as possible to let the know, customer know that we are reacting to, to their situation. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're all just in the keeping people working business. And uh, there's obviously some competition on rate, but uh, really to compete on service is what the real answer is to, uh, to keep the business and let the customer know that if, uh, if something is going down, that you're reacting to it. I think somebody's got to get out there to make a very quick assessment, uh, even if you have to... Uh, exchange equipment or rob a part or do anything to get them again. Uh, those are really the, the issues that, that guys, I would say like George or any, any salesman face and have to defend. Uh, the salesman really should be made aware of every service call that is called into the service department. Uh, they ought to be aware of the problem uh, so they can contact the customer before the customer contacts them and, uh, and not be blindsided. If I'm a contractor, I'd rather get a call from Joe saying, I understand the machine went down. I understand we're working on it, uh, rather than arrive at a job site or the next sales call. And then the, the contractors, uh, eating your butt, so to speak, because, uh, you know, he was down for a half a day with folks, uh, you know, standing around a hole, so to speak. And, uh, and nobody was reacting to it. And I think always we have to remember that uh, that contractor may have anywhere from six to ten people calling on him almost every day, even to the point where sometimes some of the contractors are saying, I'll take calls on Tuesday afternoons and Thursday afternoons just because they got work to do and, uh, and their time is just, just as valuable. And some contractors, uh, especially those that may have a relationship with a national accountant forced to use certain suppliers, uh, sometimes they're looking for a window of opportunity to make a change. And I think the last thing you want to do is give it to them with, with down equipment and not servicing the, the, the product fast. And again, I don't care who it is. Uh, whoever gets out there and does some type of an assessment to say, uh, this is what the, the problem is, and I'm in touch with the service department back at the shop. Here's what our plan is, and we should have you back up and uh, X minutes or hours or whatever the case may be, uh, just to communicate with the, with the, uh, contractor that they in fact know that they're being attended to. And in fact, uh, they know when they can get their people back to work. Uh, I've, I've 
gotten other business before by other uh, uh, competitors, uh, their competitors' equipment being down. And you get to a job site, and the guy says, yeah, well, that machine's been down for two days, and I'm still waiting for uh, somebody to come out and fix it. Boom. Uh, I can have you one out here in an hour, and guess what? You get the business, and that's that window of opportunity that you get uh, oftentimes to uh, to make it work and, and gain the trust of a new customer that you've been calling on and, and trying to uh, get in the door with. Uh, and, and sometimes it comes through your service department. So uh, I would say with that, we're going to take another quick break. At that, I'm going to break back to Voice America and take a breather. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back. And that number again is one 472 5790 Understand we have a caller on the line? Hello? John, you there? Hello? John? I've got John on the line. John, what's going on in the rental world today for you? Okay. Okay. I think we lost him. We have, okay. I understand we got Shannon on the line. Yes, you have Shannon Fesky on the line. How you doing, Shannon? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for thanks for tuning into the show and calling in. What can I help you with today? Yes, I've got a question for you today. All right. If I was thinking about opening up a new compact product line as a dealer or distributor to boost my revenue, what are some of the things I should consider? Well, uh, hang on. Let's let's talk about that. Uh, there's a number of things, and I've and I've been through that. Uh, first of all, you I think you really got to do some due diligence and call some other dealers to make sure that it's a good product. That's uh, first and foremost the way that you're going to break into any market. Uh, 
typically just like rental houses. Uh, there's always somebody looking for a different product out there. I don't know if it's, uh, it's Bobcat, Cat, uh, or Case or whomever. Uh, you've got customers out there that uh, they may have had a good or bad experience with. And some of those other dealers may be able to tell you what the, uh, what the, the key, uh, I guess, effects are to getting in and breaking into the market. Uh, see, another thing is, you, is you're purchasing discounts versus sales discounts. And, uh, you know, are you doing this really to buy better for your rental fleet or to really sell the product? And you also have to consider if there's a, if there's a floor plan available for you because if there's a floor plan and they make it easy, it's very easy to drop product into your rental uh, fleet as a demand grows, especially if it's a new line that you haven't typically uh, handled as part of the, uh, the product offering that you have. I would say the, uh, ask them about their parts fill rate. Uh, that's very important to know how quickly you can, you can get parts, uh, Discounts on parts of courses uh, and, and what investment, if any, do you have to make uh, if you become a dealer? Do they want you to put $10,000 worth of parts on the shelf? And uh, do you get uh, an extra discount if you're a dealer versus if you're just a rental house? Do you get uh, 25% as a rental house and 35% as a dealer distributor? Uh, there's also things like uh, warranty terms and rates. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, mechanics who have to uh, repair this product, and you're paying them a rate. But uh, what are they offering you as a as a warranty rate? And I think that's that's important. Uh, I mentioned a moment ago about competition and, and what you're up against, and you know it's a big decision because can you really break into the market uh, to to be known uh, for selling, especially if it's established by one or two. Uh, manufacturers that have been there for a long, long time. Obviously, from the consumer side or the contractor side, uh, is there competitive financing available? Uh, you, you know, there's been some really super uh, finance and lease deals offered by some of the manufacturers in recent times uh, to move products, and I think that that's uh, something that's really important. Uh, the price is important always, but the terms can be equally important. Uh, another thing, uh, to, to break a product into the market, uh, you know, you're going to have to do RPOs. You're going to have to put product out there, renting it to get them comfortable with it, especially if it's new to the marketplace and you have to be prepared to, uh, handle RPOs on your books and adjust depreciation on those certain assets, uh, depending on what the terms are with the customer. If you apply an X percent of, uh, of rental against the, asset and same time uh, work with the depreciation to make sure that when you do uh, consummate the sale that you're not upside down with your book value at the time of, of the close. And I think another thing, you know, when, when rental houses put uh, sales for sales uh, into their product offering, uh, that they really got to decide, are they going to put a dedicated salesman on the road? And, uh, you know, for that product, it's, it's very hard for rental guys to be tasked with both renting and selling, in my opinion, anyway, uh, to, to, to have the, uh, I guess I don't want to say the burden, but, but where is your time best spent? Are they going to make X percent, uh, again, thinking with their wallet selling equipment or is the bulk of their revenue or income going to come from renting equipment? And so, if it's uh, if it's from renting, I really think you got to be prepared to have a, a separate sales guy, uh, and also be prepared to invest in the in the tow and show equipment. If it's compact product like you mentioned, then uh, you know what equipment do you need to invest in. You got to have a a good uh, you know F two fifty or F three fifty with a good trailer. A guy's got to be prepared to tow it around all day. He's got to start stop do demos for folks, and it takes a certain uh, type of person to do that. Uh, have you, have you had some experience in doing that before? Yes, sir. Several times. Well, and so, uh, I mean, have you had to break a new, a new product into the marketplace? I guess is, you know, if you, if you've done it in the past and have some experience in doing that, well, then I'd say if, if, 
if you're comfortable with it and the, the financing arrangement is there uh, with the manufacturer, then uh, uh, you got you got nothing to lose. But you got to look at the long term and see what am I going to make out of this, uh, and is it really worth my time and effort to go in and uh, and start a whole new line of equipment to compete against the existing products that are already there? Right. Does that help? <laughs> yes, sir. That does help. I appreciate that. Very good. Okay. Okay. Well, if you have any other questions, again, my email is rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Uh, don't hesitate to send me an email if I can help you further along the way. Again, our call-in number is one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Open for questions and comments on recent news. Uh, Shannon, I appreciate you taking the time to call in and uh, and listen on to the show. Thanks, buddy. Thank, thank you. Okay. All right. Here's another email that we got. Uh, <laughs> it's always a delicate subject. All right. Let's let's take the caller that we got. Jim, I understand we've got a call from you. Yes, sir. I'm here, Jim Graves, Gross Manufacturing. There you go. Gross, good product. Hey, Don, I, I got a question on uh, how do you feel about manufacturer's rep? And a brief outline well, of what I do. Uh, I have the sales territory, the Pacific Northwest, and then the, the central spot. And I have a dealer network as well. I was just wondering on your take on a uh, uh, manufacturer's rep. Well, thanks, Jim. I, I appreciate you calling in. It's always a, uh, an important person in the lives of rental companies, uh, very important guys. And, you know, when I, when I look at manufacturer's reps, I break them down into a few categories, quite frankly. You've got the major manufacturers who make regular calls on rental companies. They don't bring any product with them. They're just on the go all the time. Then you've got the tow and show guys who typically will bring a product by when they come to see you to show you the, the latest and greatest. Uh, then you've got the multi-line reps who have a catalog of products. Uh, and could be 10, could be 20 different lines, smaller lines typically that they handle. Uh, but every one of these guys is very, very important. I still have very close relationships with uh, a lot of manufacturers' reps. And uh, and you being out there with bros, I, I know that, uh, you know, call them road warriors. They're just on the go all the time, especially if you're hauling equipment around. Uh, but there's a, there's a few things that come to mind. Uh, I think first you need a guy who you really can trust and will work with and for you as a rental house. Um their role is, is to secure orders. Let's not fool ourselves. You know, if you need it, buy it, support this guy, and he will give you all the attention in the world that, that you need. Uh, I think maybe they're there to help, and they have to be able to solve a problem if you have one. Like uh, even if it's a part that's taking too long to get to you or warranty issues, that uh, they're not afraid to get on the phone and, and call the manufacturing entity and see what the problem is as to why, in fact, they haven't, uh, you know, shipped the product. Is it on back order? But mainly to let you know how long it's going to be until, and I'm sure uh, you've experienced that as a, as a rep along the way. Uh, you also got to got to trust them enough uh, where they're not going to go down the street and tell you competitor everything that you're buying. I, I know this has been done in, in the past years ago. Uh, it's typically a ploy to, to buy more. He he goes to company B after being to company A and says, oh, you know, Joe just bought two of these. You ought to think about it. He's going into this business. Well, that's not exactly the kind of guy that you want to deal with on a, on a day-to-day basis. I think um, one of their roles is to keep you up to date with the latest equipment available and, and upgrades to equipment as things change, especially with technology along the way. Uh, they need to give you uh, all the options and terms available when buying. Like if there's specials coming up, like especially around the ARA, uh, the, the rental show where so much buying is, is uh, taking place. If it's three weeks away, guy, you might want to tell a guy, let's wait till the show and, uh, and then we'll buy it. Uh, you know, things have changed with the consolidation and corporate purchasing, but I still think it's helpful uh, 
to stop by any rental company to say hello, as you probably do on a, on a day-to-day basis to see if they need any help with anything, like a warranty claim or part. Uh, you know, you got to direct the rental companies to the manufacturer's websites along the way so they can keep up with things. And I think uh, I think they also have uh, manufacturer's rep have to be considerate of the owner or manager's time to make sure that it's a good time for them to, to visit. I know a lot of times they're unscheduled visits, and so a lot of times they, they pop in and say hello, and it may or may not be a good time. I just, how, how's that experience for you been? Well, it sounds like you've been around a while, <laughs> which I know anyway. Uh, so I grew up in the business as well, third generation, at 70 years old now, and now I'm on the other side. Uh, so I've taken all the experience I've had through the years and looked at it, and I think you've hit on most of them. You know, the cold calls are a, uh, a necessary evil, if you will, as you mentioned. You know, it's uh, not the right time in that. So I, I like to schedule calls from my perspective uh, for my dealer network, but when I pass around here, I almost have to turn that truck in there, you know, and show them because I, uh, in the old school, I tow and go. And they're, uh, you know, four-wheel, four-wheel uh, brooms and closed cabin and all that stuff. So the manufacturer's rep that we, uh, that I think of, make the cold calls, you know, 10 to 15 calls a day. They're maybe uh, tell them what would be cold. And uh, you really got to know the guys, uh, right. all of them, if it's coming from a network of manufacturer's rep companies like, uh, like you're out there today. So I think there is a spot in the networks for that to happen. And I hate the term mom and pop, but, you know, these guys have three to five locations, six maybe, uh, and we call them mom and pops. But, you know, when they see something, for me, it's always an outstanding look. They make the time. When they see a rep, I've noticed I've traveled with them. Uh, it's just another salesman sometimes. So I think the pre-work is in the... Uh, is in the process, you know, a nice call prior to maybe the day before saying I'm in the area, you know, and, uh, and get to know the rep, the reps actually. So, but you need almost everything done. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you, you calling in. Obviously great insight uh, sure. from the road, so to speak, and hearing it from somebody firsthand. Uh, we're going to take a break. And uh, Jim, thank you again for calling in. Uh, the number is 866-472-5790. At that, I'm going to break back to Voice America and take a breather. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit GenieLift.com. That's GenieLift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. 
Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back at 1-866-472-5790, last segment of our show. Uh, I'm going to hit on uh, an email here. <laughs> it's always a sensitive subject. It's, uh, it's about call reports, and the guy says, I hate them. Well, you know, nobody likes to do extra paperwork. Uh, I, I think in corporate America today, especially with the larger companies, uh, I hate to call them a necessary evil. But obviously, the owners of the company need to see who you're calling on in the event that you leave and have some track record along the way about the, the customers that you've uh, been seeing. I know there's some great software out there today uh, to help manage your customer base. Uh, I hate to say it, uh, but when was the last time somebody asked you a question about something on your report? Is uh, I always felt like if somebody was challenging me on something about a call I made, then at least I knew somebody was looking at uh, the information that I had sent in. Uh, obviously, really good salesmen uh, will use the reports to their advantage uh, and, and not just for the sake of satisfying uh, uh, the mothership, so to speak, and in the management of their customer relationships. It's uh, real important to know how long ago you called on somebody last, uh, what kind of discussions you had with them last, what projects they have coming up, and all this should be included in call reports uh, for your own benefit and not just think about it, uh, I'm doing this because uh, the company's making me. Uh, Good salesmen should do this automatically, and I think it's something that uh, comes back to them, obviously, tenfold if they understand what the hobbies and sports are, things about the the contractor's family, and asking those pertinent questions along the way to help build that relationship uh, to continue to get business. Uh, I'm also anxious to hear anything uh, that somebody has to say about uh, DOT regulations uh, or any of the safety regulations hampering your business any, uh, especially in the uh, area of work platform area. Uh, are steel prices impacting your acquisition costs? I'm in discussions with the Association of Equipment Manufacturers to try to get them uh, as guests on the show to talk about what they're up against and to further explain why your costs are going up uh, in, in addition uh, to regular operating costs. Because if yours are going up, obviously the manufacturer's costs are going up also. Uh, digital rental companies, are they affecting you? Uh, the, uh, also, the upcoming Supreme Court nomination is a great article uh, by James Waite in Rental Product News that uh, talks about the impact. Um, in discussions with uh, Mr. Waite to come on and, and be a guest on the show also uh, that we hopefully will have in the uh, later fall months. And uh, what are you doing to compete? Uh, is it all about rates? Uh, is, it, is it service, as we said earlier, or is there something that you can do different to, uh, to keep your customers coming back? And uh, if they're coming back and if they're walking to the store uh, or running facility, uh, what are your inside people doing to make them feel comfortable and wanted uh, to make sure that uh, that they keep coming back? Uh, there was some recent, uh, I wouldn't say controversy, uh, in recent articles about the, uh, the rental company working out of a storage unit. And my, my only comment about that is that in the, in the early days, uh, the advice that people got was don't put it in bricks and mortar. Put every penny you have into equipment. And uh, the time comes when the business grows and you need to go into a facility. Uh, but at the same time, people got to do what they got to do. And uh, so many of the smaller, uh, as the caller earlier alluded to, with the mom and pop, so to speak, uh, a lot of these folks get started because of a relationship with a contractor and saying, why don't you go off on your own and, uh, you know, let's see what we can do to to get you some business. And so they start off 
so to speak, on a shoestring. And I've seen some of those uh, those shoestrings grow into pretty pretty big companies. Uh, another thing, just a hats off to Jenny with uh, with Rental Product News and some of the great articles that she had in there from uh, Gary Bartelli and, and the gentleman from Wells Fargo Equipment Finance, as well as James Waite, all uh, spot on uh, information that is very critical to, to this this industry. Uh, so, you know, I'd like to thank everybody for calling in today and, and the emails, keep them coming. Uh, I hope some of the answers either helped or provoke more questions. I'd love to have more callers on to the show. Uh, next week, we're going to have another open forum show where you'll have time to call in. And again, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to deliver the news. Uh, there's some great folks doing that out there right now with ARA and RER and, and rental product news. But uh, let me know how you feel about about some of these issues that come up on a day-to-day basis and, uh, and, and let it all out, so to speak. Uh, I want you to remember, especially the sales guys and the, the words of uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. He said, uh, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. So to everybody out there who's beating the bushes, you rarely get an order on that uh, first sales call. You've really got to work to develop the relationships, uh, plant the seeds, and I think the business will come in the long term. Uh, always remember, if you're interested in being a guest or sponsor or have a question on the show, please write to me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to have more, more people interested in, in coming on. With that, I'd like to say uh, thanks again for tuning in. The number for next week, 866-472-5790. And until next week, uh, good running and good luck and stay safe. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.